Good morning, Yaggies. It has been a bit since the last episode, which I do apologize. Today we have Utah State linebacker Eric Munoz. His story is incredible. Transferred three times, walks onto USU, and then becomes a starter. In his first game as an Aggie, gets 13 tackles and two picks. We kind of talk about what that was like, the process and the journey, the culture on the USU football team, and how the adjustment has been since COVID here on Behind the Bull. Hey, what's going on, Eric? Hey, how we doing? Doing good, man. How's your day been? Not too bad. Just got home a little bit ago from workout. Nice. What do you do? Uh, we had, there's this like small gym out here. Me and, uh, me, Pitcher, and Justice have been going to. We just had a little upper body lift and then a little run after. Nice. It's kind of weird probably now doing workouts, just not the whole crew there. It's smaller, but it's probably pretty nice still. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, at least we got a gym open to work out in, so it works. That's nice. Welcome to Behind the Bull, man. I'm kind of running the podcast. I'm Jackson, so it's nice to meet you, dude. Nice to meet you. Yeah, so your, your story's interesting. I kind of like, um, I've talked to some of the other athletes. Um, I kind of like to hear like their stories, but you started in Illinois. You're in all-conference honors in high school. Um, then you go to Upper Iowa, the only D2 school <laughs> there, and then you go to San Diego Mesa Community College, transfer there, and then you come here to uh, Utah State, um, and then you start the last four games, make a big impact. We can kind of go into that later. Um, what do you kind of think of your journey as a football player? Cause it's, it's unique. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, it's different. Obviously, it's not a path anybody wants to take or... You know, it's not something you choose to do or want to do. Um, but I think part of it is kind of what, I guess it's kind of what molded me into the player I am today. Much of this sucked, and I hated a lot of it. I learned a lot, grew, met a lot of coaches, met a lot of good friends. So it's been a good ride so far. That's awesome. Did you kind of expect to make all those changes? Did you want to stay in that one spot, or were you always just trying to make the biggest impact, and then you kind of end up here? Um, obviously, coming out of high school, every kid wants to go D1. So, I don't know, kind of swallowing your pride a little bit and going D2 out of high school. It definitely yeah. isn't the best thing to do. Um, I had kind of talked to my parents about right before I was about to leave Upper Iowa. Upper Iowa, I wasn't, like, too excited about it. I was kind of having second doubts, um, sec- kind of second-guessing my decision. But it's kind of time to go out there, so I had to go. Um, and then, you know, when I first got there, um, they had a lot of older, experienced linebackers. So the idea was a red shirt. Um, let my body develop, kind of learn the system a little bit, and get ready for the following season. Um, but some, uh, basically, a couple guys got hurt. The older guys that were starting, um, guys that were kind of next in line, weren't doing too hot, so they pulled some of us younger guys up. And then it's basically one of those things where once those guys got healthy and they came back, they kind of got their their roles reestablished um, right away. So wasn't so much like hard feelings to that program or it wasn't so much like you know I was bitter about the situation but I felt like I had success really young and I don't know I would rather kind of go for it and try to play at a higher level see if I see if I could succeed I think I would have been way happier with myself as I get older I mean, I'm done playing ball compared with compared to staying there and I guess being comfortable um, knowing I would have a pretty good career at that level so dang yeah, I mean it's all kind of part of the journey I think you don't want to live life with regrets, you know. You always want to keep moving forward. Um, let's talk about like that Wyoming game, which was awesome. 
this past year, November. I know it kind of seems like forever ago with all this quarantine stuff. Um, but your first career start for the Aggies, you get 13 tackles against Wyoming, half a tackle for a loss, two interceptions, one pass breakup, and then one of those picks was pretty much what sealed it um, for Utah State. Kind of describe that moment for me. Like, how was that after the game in Wyoming? Did you realize how much you did, or were you just kind of just in shock, or how did it kind of feel? Um, kind of as the game was going, um, I don't know, like most people know by now, I'm pretty close with Metzenheimer, Kevin. Um, we were kind of just going back and forth because he had a lot of tackles that game too. So we were kind of just talking smack back and forth to each other to see who was going to have more tackles. Because not, I mean, when you're in the game, you're not sitting there like really tallying up your tackles. And you're not really thinking about it. You're just playing, having fun. Um, so yeah, kind of like you said, like you don't really realize I don't know, I guess, like, the impact you had on a game or, like, how well the game really went. So you kind of, like, reflect back after the game. So I was fun. Uh, teammates all lifted me up in the locker room, going crazy for me. So I think that's kind of the coolest part, like, when people ask me about Utah State, like, what I guess my favorite part is or what I really like about it. Like, to find a university at the FBS level that has teammates that are even in the same position group that are so excited for, you know, one of their boys to go off in a game like that. You know, I had other linebackers that were in front of me on the depth chart, were behind me on the depth chart before, whatever it was. That were, they were happier for me than I even was for myself. So I think that's kind of the coolest part about it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I was about to say, do you drink a monster before the game? You just kind of went off. I mean, it's very crazy just to go for 10-plus tackles, especially in a conference game like that, just out of nowhere. But it must have been awesome. Yeah, it felt good for sure. Yeah, and then two days later, you know, Coach Anderson kind of brought it up um, in a presentation to the team, um, and you got a scholarship. You know, you weren't you weren't really a walk on. What was that moment like? I mean, you kind of mentioned a little bit about it, seeing the team kind of help you out. But how did that feel? Like, was it all the hard work, or how did how did that moment feel for you? Yeah, it was definitely bittersweet. Um, I, like all my teammates were joking about it like, throughout the weekend, like, kind of, like, Snapchat me or sending a text or whatever, and then we had came in on Monday, and they were just, like, hey, like, just saying stuff, you know, and I was, like, you know, whatever, like, I w wasn't trying to, like, get my hopes up or make a big deal about it, and then a lot of people don't know, but when we got in the room, Caden Anderson had pointed out the webcam that was up front on the speaker. A lot of people don't know that, but he was, like, hey, bro, like, do you see the webcam up there? I was, like, what are you talking about? And he kept pointing to the GoPros like that they had mounted in the corners of the room. And he's like, you're definitely getting put on scholarship. I was like, I don't know. Like, it's not 100% guarantee or anything, you know. So, like, it was still exciting. Like, it was a bittersweet moment. Like, he didn't he didn't ruin it for me. It would have been a little more surprising if he didn't say anything. But, yeah, like you said, it was like all the hard work finally paying, paying off. Mainly just getting my shot and then contributing as much as I did once I got the opportunity was the biggest thing. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the webcam. I don't know how I would have reacted. I'd be like, oh, no, just a prank or pulling it on coach or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, man, we've, we've had a lot of uh, football players on the show. Um, recently I talked to Dax Raymond and then Dominic Everly just got that free agent deal, so his, his episode's going to be posted up upcoming. Excited for him. And then we had Jacoby in December. Um, but I haven't really asked any of them, like, what's the culture like on Utah State football? You've been around a lot of different programs, um, you know, playing football and everything. What, what's it really like in the locker room, on game day? I think 
kind of like piggybacking on what I said earlier, like everybody, I think it's, like I said, it's rare and it's kind of cool that we're all for the most part, pretty close. And we all one care about each other. And then two, we all care about seeing each other succeed. You know, it's not like a program where it's like, Oh, like so-and-so went off that game. Like I'm kind of pissed or I'm kind of jealous. Like everybody's, gassing that guy up getting excited for everybody's individual accomplishments so i think that's huge and then the other thing is like i don't know i feel like everybody to an extent kind of takes care of each other you know a guy struggling with whatever it is academically socially mentally whatever it is i think we're always there for each other so i think that's kind of a cool thing kind of like a big part of Utah state football yeah i noticed that i noticed especially with the draft and just like whenever there's like a hype video posted or a photo like Everyone reposts it, comments. Like it's not like two players; it's like the whole team. Yeah. So I kind of noticed that too. Um, go playing in like a community college and then also like a D two school. Like, how does it compare to Utah State? I mean, obviously Utah State is probably one of your more favorite teams because it's D one. But how does it kind of compare? Is it people pretty close knit? Um, I mean, there's not as many resources for community college, and so how does that kind of compare? Yeah, so like you kind of like you kind of hit it on the head. Like the biggest thing is the resources and what you do or don't have um, to work with. So you know, at a D two, I was also at a smaller D two, bit pretty big D two conference, but the school I was at was pretty small. Um, so in terms of like meals and like gear, equipment, things like that, you're way limited. And then at a junior college, like you have nothing. Like you have a t shirt and shorts that you paid for to work out and that you have to wear to your workouts. Like you're pretty much taking care of yourself. You're on your own, man, Utah state, they gear you up as soon as you get there. You know, I mean, we get new stuff all the time, whether it's fall, um, springtime, whatever it is, take care of you. Obviously. Um, like I just said, like meals, um, feeding us, um, that's big. Um, the other thing I would say is like the equipment or like the athletic training room. That's a huge difference compared to like a division two or junior college level. Like one, the amount of trainers you have two, the amount of different tools and things they have in there that to help you work on your body. Um, that's definitely a big difference, but I would say at all three schools I've been, I've been lucky enough to be on teams where everybody's kind of been pretty close and kind of cared about each other. So I would say it's not too different in terms of that. So it's pretty, um, like kind of like a family, like it's pretty, it's pretty nice either or. So do you have like, how many trainers then do you have on the team? Is it like three trainers for the defensive line? Like how does that kind of work? I don't know the exact number, but we have like our main guys or gra- girls that are on staff. And then we have multiple graduate assistants who also work with us. We have like, if you include Mike, six i think okay wow which is definitely way more than anywhere else i've been so that's just crazy i just kind of i mean i knew there was trainers and stuff but i didn't realize like how many resources you guys have and kind of make the team successful and kind of help you guys do well that's cool yeah sure um so let's kind of talk um you grew up in illinois is that right yep um were you a chicago bears fan growing up or how was that i was i rocked with all the chicago teams even though not too hot lately, so kind of is what it is, but those are my teams. <laughs> nice. 
Did you, uh, I mean, were you a Jay Cutler fan when he was quarterback? I mean, what were your kind of players you, you liked? Or were you just kind of just for the Bears or you just kind of supported the team itself? Yeah, um, I kind of got really into it. Obviously, when they were good, the year they went to the Super Bowls, so when they had Devin Hester, they still had um, uh, Brian Urlacher was in oh, the yeah. mix, and they had some good players. But I don't know. I honestly don't really watch that much NFL football. Maybe I should watch more. Maybe I need to get more into it. But the Bears also aren't the most exciting team to watch, to be honest with you. So my parents love it. They watch every game. They always tune in. My mom's a huge fan, but I don't follow it too, too much, to be honest with you. You're good, man. The Bear, that Devin Hester team, that was a that was a solid team for sure. Yeah, they were nice. Um, like, do you have a favorite? Do you have some favorite NFL players right now that you kind of look up to, or you just kind of like enjoy watching? Um, one big go-to, which I don't know, everybody at Utah State might say, uh, would be Bobby Wagner. Obviously, he's a linebacker from Utah State, but. I think the coolest part about it is coming out of high school, like he wasn't a guy that had like 20 offers. Like Utah State, I want to say was the only school that offered him. Maybe he had like one other offer, but he wasn't like a five-star recruit that came out of high school with every every FBS school on him. So I think it's cool to see a guy, I don't know, I obviously my offers were D2, but a guy with little, very, very few opportunities to come in and work as hard as he did and be the player he is now. I think that's big. Um, I don't like I said. I don't really follow the NFL too much. Um, I most I think it's cool to watch Van Der Esch play. Um, another guy coming from the Mountain West, great linebacker in the NFL. So oh, yeah. those are just two that come to mind. No, it's true. Bobby Wagner, though, like you were saying, he he kind of progressed as he went to Utah State. Like I think he went more on the map. Like the was it sophomore year? I can't remember exactly. The exact yeah. year, but you're right. Like he's and he's a beast now. Like everyone yeah. knows who he is. Um, <laughs> like his highlight tapes on the Seahawks is insane. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, but yeah. So are you? You see, redshirted, and then you kind of came here. Like, do you have another year left at Utah State football? Or yeah, I got one more year left. Okay, I was I wasn't quite sure yet. I didn't want to be like, yeah, what are you excited about? And then you're like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, yeah. what What are you though? Looking forward to this upcoming season. Um, what are you kind of excited to accomplish on the Utah State team, and what do you think will kind of happen? Um, I think one thing that's really cool about our defense, um, talking defensively, is we're almost all seniors on the defensive side in terms of, like, the first and second string group. Um, trying to solidify myself as a starter. I'm going into fall camp, trying to earn a starting spot. And then, like I was just saying, I think it's really cool to have a lot of mature older guys who have a lot of experience. Um, I'm, I'm not disrespecting any young guys, but having guys that I've played with, guys that I'm friends with, guys that I know pretty well, I think that makes a huge difference when you play. Um, I don't know. I guess just trusting the guys next to you and knowing the guys, if you make a mistake, someone's got your back and vice versa. So I think that's huge defensively. Um, make some big plays, see, see how the season goes. I think we should do pretty well. That's awesome, dude. I think it should be exciting. I'm, you know, with all these sports kind of on hold, I'm honestly really looking forward to uh, to some football, just kind of anything. I mean, yeah, everybody's ready to come back. Everyone is. I mean, the NBA had the horse competition. I mean, I mean, that wasn't that's not the same thing <laughs> what we're looking for. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I'll. Uh, that kind of wraps it up here for today. But I'll. I usually make highlight videos for all the players I interview as well. Cool. And so if you have any old highlights from 
high school, from you know in Iowa, whatever you have, okay. um, just text them to me. I'll, I'll text you in a little bit so you have my number. Um, and then I usually like mix it up. I put like high school, and then I put like Utah State too, okay, um, cool. to kind of show it like that. Um, I'm sure you've kind of seen some of the videos, but um, yeah. it'd be pretty dope. But yeah, thanks so much, Eric, for being on Behind the Bull. I appreciate your time, man. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, take care. Thank you.